Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis and this Ape Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today we are returning to Portland in Oregon. We are joined by Rachel Phillips and Roger Hucheck from Burnside Rare Books, which is a general antiquarian bookseller in downtown Portland, Oregon, that welcomes visitors by appointment. They specialize in 20th century literature and signed books, and they've been selling books together since 2006. Before selling books, Rachel worked at several libraries, while Roger started in the trade at the now defunct Wordsworth Books. Welcome, Rachel. Welcome, Roger. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for joining me. Uh, it's always fun to hear about book selling in Portland, but perhaps you could start by explaining how the business started. Well, we met in Boston. Uh, we were both going to school there and uh, we were living in Cambridge, which is right across the river. Um, and I was basically just graduating college and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just knew I didn't want a job. Um, so we were kind of looking for things to do just to kind of get by. And we, you know, like Boston's a really good book town there's a lot of colleges and everyone's highly educated. And we were living between Harvard and MIT at the time. And it was just the sort of thing where you'd just be walking outside and you'd just stumble across books. So books were everywhere. We started selling them online and slowly that kind of just snowballed. And we had about 17,000 books at one point in a three bedroom apartment, which was kind of a lot to live with. Um, and we started to transition into rare books, kind of just one book at a time. And yeah, we moved to, we moved to Portland, uh, somewhere in there and then began to focus, uh, on rare books, just, you know, having fewer books, ideally, um, and a little bit more space. Um, and, um, yeah, that kind of just, uh, became what we focused on what, you know, what we've been doing for many years now. Um, but we definitely did a lot of crazy things that I don't think we could do today. So did you have a knowledge of rare books at that time or, or were you just readers? Oh, I was definitely, you know, you know, we read and I definitely read a lot, but mainly, you know, the rare book thing came just through doing it. Honestly, it was just a bit of a gradual transition. And then, you know, you, you try something and see what the reaction is and then try and do more of it and learn from your mistakes mostly. I think we also handled a lot of books and then you just get to know, you just get a good feeling of what people want, what people don't want. And I think we just built our knowledge base from there. I, there was a quote, um, the cartoonist Chuck Jones, I think, think it was one of his art teachers. He was saying, um, used to tell students that they have like 10,000 bad drawings before they can start to make a good drawing. I think there's actually something like that with books where you have to handle maybe 10,000 or more. And then you begin to see some patterns and get to know a, a really wide variety of authors and what people are looking for out there for rare books and things like that. So Rachel, you started off working in libraries. Um, I was just like the front desk help. Um, I worked at my college library. We went to Emerson College. Um, it was just a work study job. Um, it was just checking in and out books and shelving books. Um, and then after college, I briefly worked at uh, the Fine Arts Library at Harvard shelving books. So it's kind of like a, it wasn't like a librarian, but I did work at libraries. And Roger, you, you started off working with some other booksellers. Yeah, I actually worked at a number of booksellers. I worked Wordsworth. There's a store called Lorem Ipsum in Cambridge um, that I worked for. There was a used bookstore um, and that kind of helped me out. Um, 
And um, yeah, I had a background in, in writing. I got my MFA in writing at Emerson. Going from Boston to Portland is quite the move. Um, what was the thinking behind that? I think we just wanted to change the scenery. We, I don't know. We don't really have a good uh, yeah. reason. I don't know. We just we, we visited really briefly here, and it just seemed, um, I don't know, really cool and laid back, and people are very friendly. Um, has a good energy, the city, you know. Well, it's definitely a book town. It is. I mean, you know, Boston has such a rich history. Um, you really can't compete with that here. But um, there is a lot of energy here, and there's kind of an up-and-coming book community here. It's fun. So what does Burnside Rare Books look like today? Well, uh, basically, we have about 3,500 books, give or take. Um, we have a store downtown, open by appointment. Um, we do a lot of our work from our house, especially after COVID. You know, it's uh, a lot of it's online. But, um, you know, we do fairs when we can, things like that, too. We issue catalogs sort of once a year, maybe a little more frequently, and we do e-list, too. And your location downtown, do I call that a shop or an office? It's kind of midway between the two, honestly. <laughs> it, it looks like a shop from the inside, but we're on the third floor in an office building. But once you're inside, it looks like a bookstore. I spent a few minutes browsing your inventory before uh, coming on this call and I, I saw some beautiful examples of detective books and mysteries all with lovely dust jackets. Um, perhaps you could give us a flavor of uh, some of the things that you have for sale. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a collection we got in uh, recently from a, a lady named Gladys Creek uh, who apparently worked at a department store probably in the 40s, 50s, maybe into the 60s back when they had books um and apparently you know she was really good at saving them and preserving them and not allowing the jackets to get sunned so they have these really rich vibrant colors um and we're really pretty excited about them um and just the the dust jacket art is great i mean you know it's not we're not necessarily mystery booksellers per se but um to have mysteries with these really cool dust jackets uh, you know is something we're excited about we also do all sorts of, you know, signed books, 20th century literature, um, more esoteric subjects, nonfiction. You know, it's rare, things like that. So taking good pictures of books must be a really important part of your job. Uh, well, I have a minor in photography, and I think that helps um, a little bit. But I do think selling on the Internet or selling through catalogs, you know, they are kind of pricey books and people do want to see what they're going to buy beforehand. I do think that photography is very important and we've tried really hard to get our photography as good as we could. And it's like when you sell on the internet, you know, that's your window to the world for people to see what you have. Um, and, you know, it's been really worthwhile for us to spend all this time on the photos because they just, you know, they're what people, they're, they're how people perceive the books. They're, 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 it's kind of everything. A picture is, you know, worth a thousand words. I so agree. Um, now you're in Portland, which is dominated by Powell's, but there are lots of other booksellers in town. Do you feel that you're part of a, a bookish community? Um, it is, it is nice having Powell's in town and I, they do cast a big shadow. Like every time we go to a book fair out of state, people always ask us about Powell's. But there is really a great bookselling community in Portland. Uh, we're members of Cascade Booksellers Association, which is a local organization of 
I think there's 75 member bookstores and booksellers um, in Washington and Oregon. And it's a really active club under normal times. COVID kind of put a damper on things, but usually there's at least like a summer party and a winter party. There's a book fair every June that we do. And it's just a good way to have booksellers come together from the Pacific Northwest. Um, Additionally, uh, we're members of the, of the ABAA and the Pacific Northwest chapter has been really growing lately. Do you find that the books come to you or that you have to travel further afield to find books such as those detective novels? Um, yeah, it does seem like nowadays um, you know, a lot of people are getting in touch with us when they see a book online. They'll you know say, oh, I have something like that or I have a bunch of books like that. Typically, you know, um, we don't go too far afield. There's a you know a wide array of ways to get books, um, and we pretty much do all of them. So have you gone across Oregon to look for a, a collection to do a house call? We have. I think uh, under normal times, we like to take small buying trips. Sometimes like up and down the coast, we've gone to Arizona too. Um, like we often go to San Francisco or we've been to Vancouver. You know, like, we do little trips to buy books every once in a while. I mean, one thing that's better about the East Coast is there's more density of cities. You have to drive a little ways on the West Coast to get somewhere. So that's a little bit of an impediment. I mean, we also live near Pals. So it's really good for scouting. I really, it's easy. It's there. And there's a bunch of new bookstores opening up all the time in Portland, yeah. which is really cool. We do buy at book fairs too, which has been harder this year because there are none. And I have to ask this question, but um, how, how has COVID affected your business? Um, our walk-in traffic has been almost obliterated. I think we've had like three or four people this, since COVID. Um, and in the beginning of COVID, things were really slow and we weren't sure if, you know, the sky was going to fall. Um, but since then, our online has been really good. Um, our buying, it's been a little trickier, but we've, we've still had no problem really when it comes to it. And we've just been doing virtual book fairs, I think almost one or two a month at one point it was like one a week um so that's been keeping us busy buying and selling and our online has really kept us afloat we were really lucky i think do you mean because you you'd already embraced the internet we didn't have that much of an impact i think financially from covid in our business i think like i look around i see a lot of shops out of business around town and i think i think we were just lucky that it didn't really hit us that hard i'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop honestly yeah well i think we have to be positive and think that life won't always be like this so um what are your plans for business life after covid oh, we're definitely looking forward to doing physical fairs again because those are fun um like to do some on the east coast too um Preferably visit uh, England at some point and buy books. It seems like a lot of fun. We've been meaning to do that for a long time. So you're missing the people, the, the buyers and the sellers. I never thought I'd say I miss book fairs, but I really miss them. It's really hard, you know, for so many businesses, especially for, bit, for larger businesses, which is, you know, an odd paradox of this whole thing. I think it's actually really hard when you have a lot of employees and a lot of people, you know, depending on you. You know, we're small. It's just the two of us. It doesn't, you know, yep. affect us that much, honestly. We're very nimble. I think something like Powell's is a much larger 
ship basically that would be harder to turn around or steer you know like we could we could maneuver ourselves fairly easy so one question we ask everyone is uh, what book or books are you currently reading and i'd i'd love to hear from both of you um i just started reading the golem by gustav meyrink and i'm reading a uh, room at the morgue by jean patrick manchette and i finished a book called the godibex constellation by fazil iskander I sense that you two have a demanding taste in literature. Of literature and translation, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I really like, you know, I like foreign authors, honestly. I, I, I think there's all sorts of great stuff that uh, is pretty obscure, but just by really talented people around the world. Do you find yourself being drawn into the, the books that you're cataloging? I think, yeah, definitely. Sometimes you get a book in and you're cataloging it and you just kind of get caught up in it and you're excited about it. Um, and I don't ever read the copy that we're handling, but you just go out and get a paperback and read it. Okay, so that's all we have time for this week. Many thanks to Rachel Phillips and Roger Huchek from Burnside Rare Books in Portland. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Richard Davis, and you've been listening to an Abe Books podcast, and we'll see you all again soon.